You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. You may have seen the Australian government TV ads that say, stop it at the start. These ads are running on TV. There are ones on buses. The idea is to stop domestic violence before it happens by teaching our children respectful behaviour. If you're like me, you probably think you already teach your children how to be respectful. But things slip through. I'm really aware that sometimes I have gender biases that I... I'm not conscious of, you know, it's stuff that I wouldn't believe that I would say and sometimes you say it and and it's knowing what can affect your children and what doesn't. It's White Ribbon Day this Saturday, so we thought it's a good time to brush up on how we can raise our children to stop the cycle of domestic violence. Dale Palmer is a former principal and ambassador for White Ribbon. Hi, Dale. How are you? Hi there. Thanks for having me on. So what are the things we need to be teaching children from a young age? One of the most essential elements that we see is language. In, in order for children to understand something, they have to know what it's about and the language around it. So therefore, the language has to be age appropriate and simple messages. So if we were to go into a school and talk about, we wouldn't talk about domestic violence and the horrific facts to the kindergarten kids. You'd be talking about respectful relationships, what it means to be a good friend, what it means to cooperate. You may say things like, do an exercise, say, using hands as a, as a symbol. But you'd also have that message that hands are never meant to hit. And that's almost sort of underneath. But what else can we use our hands for? And kids will say, you know, they come up with all sorts of amazing things. And then use that theme to get, as the kids get older and so on. And as kids get older, I think it's really important that we start to unpick the, the everyday language that we have. For example, I could walk out the street here and hear somebody say, I, my son throws like a girl. Now, we do exercises with kids and we teach teachers how to do those exercises with kids. What does that mean? What is that saying to a young boy? Well, I'm better because, you know, it's just reinforcing male privilege. I'm better because I throw faster. A girl thinks I'm useless because I can't throw well. And then you get kids to look at, well, why are you saying it in the first place? If you're trying to coach a kid to throw harder, what's that got to do with a girl? He's such a mummy's boy. She's such a bossy boots. What's that mean? Women can't be assertive? Because that's the message that people are hearing. So it's just unpicking those things, I think, with your children. The most important place that we can teach is the dining room table. It's unpicking those things with your kids, saying, what do you think that means? Making a conscious effort not to say them around the house and, and to call that behaviour out. Because I was going to say then, actually, I, I found that children with those sort of things are very quick on the uptake. They're very quick to understand that, that that's not quite right. The people that have the problem with it um, are those that don't think it has a lasting impact, are yeah. those that have it in their language. Dare I say it, your partner <laughs> might not see that it has a serious consequence. Mm. What would you say to someone who wants to convince their partner, husband or wife, not to use those sorts of phrases? Because it's all, it all is all connected. That's one of the hardest things we have to do is because we're talking to good people who don't commit domestic violence and don't hit people. And we've got to convince them, what's, well, what's this got to do with you? The answer is, if we keep condoning a society where we're using language that is disrespectful to women, it's misogynist, and we're condoning a society that, at the end of the line, is condoning domestic violence. The simple message is, it's better if you don't say that stuff, because it's not reinforcing that message. And what you're doing is, you're reinforcing messages of gender inequality, victim blaming, male privilege, and it's, it's very subtle. 
And, you know, I get where somebody says, oh, now, you know, we're so politically correct, we can't say this, I can't say that. Bottom line is we don't need to be saying those things. They have it. And also it's, in a way, it's kind of shaming children. You're using the wrong language to do it, but you're still shaming them, which no one wants to do. Does talking to kids about their emotions have a place in this? Because, you know, there's still a lot of people hold the idea that boys can't cry and that... If you cry, you're being a baby and that sort of thing. Is that important? Is this part of the conversation? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's it's about trying to get, and even as young as primary school, young boys looking through a gendered lens because we don't live in an equal society as much as people want to say. We don't because we wouldn't have up to two women a week dying uh, and, and the domestic violence rates, and we all know what the figures are. They're horrific. So getting young boys to talk about that, and again, age appropriate, is, is going to a young boy and saying, well, why do you need to say anything to put someone down? If you want to say she's strong, you don't have to call her a name or say she's a bossy boots or anything like that. It's, they're, it's a, they're all about put-downs, and we just need to take those out of the conversation. We don't need to put people down in order to make our point, and that's the simple message that we'd be giving to children is that we need to build a society where you don't need to do that because so much of it is habit. Mm. And when it, uh, I know that part of what you do for um, White Ribbon is go into primary schools and talk to teachers about how they can teach their students about this. You've just spoken about how we can teach our kids to be respectful. What are the ways that we can empower our children not to be the victims of domestic violence? So you've mentioned those the languages so a girl mm. might hear throw like a girl and think that they're weak. Are there ways that we can use language to make them feel strong? Yeah, bring it out in the open. One of the, the themes that, that I did when I was a principal was I, was, I, I ran programs to teach boys about their language and to be more respectful and not to call out sexist comments to a girl, not to tell a dirty joke in the locker room, but at the same time telling girls to expect that level of behaviour. And this is where I guess bystander behaviour comes in. My generation didn't do a great job of this, to be honest, and I think sometimes we, people my age, feel guilt that we're in this situation because we didn't do this stuff, but we stood by and let other people do it. We're asking young men now not to stand around, to be active bystanders, to call it out, to be safe when they're doing it, but to say, if some one of their mates says something, to say, mate, don't say that. That's it. That's all you've got to say. And you'd be surprised how young men sort of take to that. They don't want the reputation they've got of young boys who, who are horrible. They, they don't deserve that, and they don't want it. They want to be better than the next generation, and, and I think we need to feed off that. I think we need to, to build leadership into our young kids, empower them, give them the language to, to stand up and speak out and, and call What about girls, though? Because I I know that especially, I mean, we're talking about young children where I guess they're probably pretty good at defending themselves. Some are, some aren't. Um, Is there a way that we can talk to our girls so that um, they don't feel like they need to be the victim? That's about their line. Where's their line? We talk to girls about the line all the time is where are you going to draw your line? Are you going to tolerate that sort of language? Um, or do you draw your line a bit higher and just say, I don't like it when you talk like that? The most important thing is to give the kids the language. So if a girl is hearing at home these sorts of things, even if it's, a, God forbid, it's, say, a parent, and you say, Dad, I don't like it when you say that. That's all you got to say. Oh, and then the dads would be just so embarrassed <laughs> and they've been pulled up by their daughter, it might actually affect some change. Yeah, that's exactly right. So it's empowering children, again, through language. It's empowering children to know that it's wrong, and to go through all those exercises of what does this actually mean, but then empowering him in a respectful way to, to speak to their parents or their uncles or the boys at school 
That's the first thing that I saw in my school, was that girls were saying, we still hear this stuff at the beach or at the railway station, but we don't hear it at school because we wouldn't tolerate it. We hold our boys to a higher standard. And once the boys were held to that standard, they actually lived up to it. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with former Principal Dale Palmer. He's an ambassador for White Ribbon, and we're talking about how we can talk to our kids, how we can teach kids to sort of end this cycle of domestic violence by empowering them to be respectful to women and empowering girls as well to be um, strong and expect more from their men. So um, we've been talking about children and their young children, obviously with language, as soon as they're talking, we can have these conversations with them. What about if you, as a parent, have used that kind of language before, throw like a girl, cry like a baby, those sorts of things, and you hear this interview and you think, oh, no, what have I done? I've damaged my child for life. What would you say to those parents about how to go forward? No, you haven't. You haven't, because we've all done it. Um, It's just a matter of correcting it. And I'll give you a simple one. Have you ever heard the saying, um, as a rule of thumb? Yes. That comes from an, ancient, an old English law that said, if I hit my wife with a, something that's smaller than the size of my thumb, that's okay. Oh, my goodness. If it's bigger than the size of my thumb, then that, I've broken the law. I had no idea. No one, no one does. <laughs> it's, it's everywhere. So we, we all do it. Yeah. You know, when we play golf, when we hit, hit our finger with a hammer, you know, we're, we're going to say things that we probably shouldn't. It's never too late to start. And it's also about talking to them, right? Yes, that's if you right. say something. Yeah. It's not about you, how you're going to grow up. You've already done that. It's about them, how they're going to grow up. And they need your guidance. What you're doing, you're not surrendering to political correctness, as a lot of people think. It's just about giving your kids better language to use. You don't need to put people down when you're making a point. So you don't need to say you throw like a girl. You, what you're trying to do is say, if you get your arm up higher and you follow through, the ball will go faster. What's that got to do with a girl? Mm, absolutely. When you look at it, it's ridiculous. We don't need to do it. It's a lot easier not to. Mm. So no, parents haven't, you know, they've been good parents, have done the right thing. If you could just take out the gendered language in our everyday conversation, because as we know, kids don't do as they're told, they do as they see. Yes. So they're, you know, this is a word of warning. Your kids are watching you very, very closely and they're going to learn from you more than anybody else in those early years. And you can safely bet that the school's going to be doing, the teachers are going to be doing this because they've got the education around it. It's part of the curriculum. You just have, everybody has to be on the same page. That's all it is. Mm. Well, thank you so much for coming and speaking with us, Dale. That's okay. Thank you much for having me. That's Dale Palmer. He's a former principal and ambassador for White Ribbon, and we'll pop some links up to their website. As I mentioned, it's uh, White Ribbon Day this Saturday, so if you want to brush up on these skills and make sure you go through, and feel free to share this interview around as well. If you need urgent advice, make sure you give a call to either 1-800-RESPECT, that's 1-800-737-732, and also, of course, there's a Kids Helpline, which is kidshelpline.com.au and their number is 1-800-551-800. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.